Welcome to the Words in Season podcast. My name is Kara Marie Morris and I'm your host. I want to welcome you to this episode where we're going to look at how God provided redemption. He provided sanctification. He provided this not only for our body and for our spirit, but also for our mind. He cares about every part of us and he provided that and proved it with the love of Jesus Christ as he died on the cross. So remember that every time that you open the Bible, as we look into God's word today, that Jesus has a word in season for you. So the first scripture I wanna look at today is 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God provided something to help us, to heal us, to strengthen us, not just in our body, not just in our spirit that's recreated and made anew to look like him in 2 Corinthians 5.17, but he provided sanctification, allowing who I really am of the spirit, because God is the spirit, just like it says in Genesis 1.26, and we're made in his image. We're made just like him, that he has provided this redemption so that I don't have to be in fear, so that I don't have to be in anxiety. God has provided my soul with peace. He is the God of peace and he has provided a way for my soul to be at peace. In 3 John 2, it says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all will go well, even as your soul is getting along well. It is God's will, not just for our body to be well, not just for our spirit to be whole whenever we come and we accept him as Jesus Christ and been made anew, but he wants us to have a peaceful, calm, well-balanced mind. In 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7 in the Amplified Classic, it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of not wanting to be around people or being isolated, but God has given us a spirit of being, a spirit of power, love, and a strong, calm, and well-balanced mind. So whenever we accept Jesus Christ, we accept that, yes, I receive the mind of Christ. I now have the mind of Christ. I have, now I have access to a mind that I didn't have before. And you may say, well, I've been a Christian for a long time and I feel like those same feelings of fear and anxiety that are plaguing the world, they're plaguing me. And it's simply a, 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 an adjustment of my thinking to say, just because I don't feel it, like I have the mind of Christ, or just because I feel these emotions of, feel, of fear or anxiety, doesn't mean that that is greater than the truth of God's word. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Or, or we could say it like this, greater is the mind of Christ that he has provided for me in the, the, the burial, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Greater is the mind of Christ in me than the mind that is in the world, than the mind that is left unrenewed. So God provided, and he cares about my soul. 
God cares about every part of me and he provided salvation for me, spirit, soul, and body. So what is my soul? What is this? My soul makes is made up of my mind, my will, and my emotions. My soul, the first part is the mind. That It's my thoughts. It's how I study. It's how I learn. It's how I contact the intellectual realm. As some people say, it's contacting those things that I'm thinking about and cognitive thinking and even thinking about what I'm thinking about. That's the mind. And then there's my will. It's my desires. It's my dreams. And it's God's design for a human capacity to actively decide what to do rather than reacting automatically to stimuli or to circumstances. This will and being able to choose is part of our authority in Christ. In Luke 10, 19, Jesus says, listen, he was talking to his disciples and he said, listen, now it's yours. It's yours. I'm giving you the all authority over every power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means shall harm you. And then, uh, of course, we look at Mark two and Matthew 28 and then Mark 16 as Jesus is leaving. Right. The most important things that we look at in a person's life are their last words. What are the last words that Jesus told us? Jesus told us, you do it now. You go and make disciples. You have authority. So part of our soul is the mind of Christ, having that mind of Christ that yields to the will of God, being able to choose not just how I feel naturally, but being able to choose that the truths of God's word are more important and more real than my actual feelings at the time. So my soul is my mind, my learning, my being able to, my cognitive ability, being able to learn, being able to walk and type or whatever you're doing. My will is my desires, my dreams, and God's design for a human capacity to actively decide what to do instead of just automatically reacting. But we can wait and say, okay, what does God's word say about this? To me, it has been uh, a, a journey of renewing my mind and making sure that this is what I know more than I know my natural facts. So when things happen in my life, when things come across my path, that I don't react to the stimuli, that I don't react to the circumstance. And it, it's an amazing thing how God can redirect us, even if we are reacting to those circumstances, the Holy Spirit in us, he can say, that's not what God's word says, or that's not who you really are. So that's our will. And then the last part of our soul is emotions. They're feelings that are experienced consciously. And then emotions can be experienced whether consciously or subconsciously. So it's our mind, our will, and our emotions. So the biggest battle I will ever face is the battle for my soul. I have to purpose, use my authority for this realm right here. I am sanctified, I am justified, I have been adopted and redeemed, and you can look at more episodes. If you look in season three, there's the umbrella episodes where I go over all the things that we have because of Christ Jesus. But now I have to enforce those things in my life. So when I have believed the lies of the enemy in my realm, in the soul, in the realm of my soul, he has defeated me before I have even gotten started. Like we said at the beginning, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And greater is the mind of Christ in me than he that is in the world. So 
How is it possible for the enemy to, to defeat me? When I believe the lie, when I take that lie and consider it a thought of my own, I'm not good enough. My family has never done this, but this is what I'm feeling. Or I can't believe they would dump this on me. I'm doing all the work here. Maybe you're in your workplace or maybe you're in your family. And because of a broken world, toxic emotions have entered the experience of the soul of mankind. In Genesis chapter three and starting in verse one, it says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And this serpent said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will most not certainly die. You will not certainly die, said the serpent to the woman, for God knows that you will eat from it and from your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took it and she ate it. And she also gave it to her husband who was with her and he ate it also. And the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. And then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and he said, where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and so I hid. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you to eat from? And the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some of the fruit and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? So here we see that toxic emotions entered into the world right here, beginning with shame, beginning with fear, beginning with rebellion. That's what happened when they disobeyed and when they believed a word, a believed an identity that was not truly theirs. Immediately, the first thing that, the first thing that happened to them whenever they had that they disobeyed God, they immediately felt shame. And so they had to cover themselves. And then Adam blamed Eve and that was rebellion. And all of these toxic emotions entered because of this experience with Adam and Eve. And then it was passed down to mankind, to every person who was ever born. But God gave us his word in the person of Jesus Christ to empower us to know the difference between truth and lies to be able to obey the truth so that we can experience the freedom that he has always desired us to know.